The Big Sip. All right, all right, all right, y'all. I am so excited. This is Gabriela on The Big Sip here for another episode. And this person, I literally, this is what happens when, you know, the virtual world finally gets to be brought to fruition in the in real life space. And this individual, I'd kind of stalked for a while on Instagram, was seeing all the really cool things they were doing in the wine industry and never in my wildest dreams thought that I would meet them as fast as I honestly did. And it was actually all thanks to Angela McRae. And she was here uh, doing her Juneteenth wine crawl that was sponsored by the Nap Valley Vintners and the LAIC Collective. I mean, it was just so amazing to get together with people that she knew. And that's how you and I originally connected. And I, ever since then, it's like I've just been so excited to get her in on this chair, on the mic, to just hear her story, all of the incredible things that she's doing. I mean, we're talking about someone who is a go-getter, someone who is a loving soul, someone who really doesn't see any limits. There's just goals and she's here to slay them. And I can't wait to dive into all of that. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce to you Justin Trabio. Hi, everybody. It's Justin. How's it going? <laughs> I'm so excited you're here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, Gab. No, I'm I'm literally so excited that you're here and that we're just going to get to sip from your cup. And, you know, earlier I was I was telling you it's been so great because, like, I know pieces of you from what I've seen on social media and, like, read in articles about incredible things that you've been doing. But to get to hear it from you and to just learn about you from you... Like this, it it just, it warms my heart. Thank you so much. I love being in the world of wine and I have my parents to thank for all of it. That's amazing. So your parents influence your your passion, your yes, amor yes, for vino. Yes. I'm, my name is Justin. Um, I'm originally from Washington, D.C. So I'm a fourth generation native of Washington, D.C. Nice. I grew up in the house that my dad grew up in. Oh my and gosh. I was lucky enough to always have wine and food on the table. So my parents grew up wow. drinking Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon. They grew up drinking Bordeaux. They grew up drinking Burgundies. <sighs> so unlike a lot of families in general, but more importantly, a lot of black families, mm -hmm. wine was talked about and it was really awesome. And even before that, I am actually named after Justin Vineyard. So my name's Justin Trebu. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. And in late 1990s, my mom and dad went out to California, out here to California, and drove up and down from top to bottom and went to different wine regions That's amazing. and they went to Justin Vineyards and Paso Robles and I was born a few months later and <laughs> I actually just moved out of that town I lived in the in the area of San Luis Obispo Paso Robles for a little bit so it was it was really cool to be able to work in the wine region there oh my gosh and just how everything is so virtuous and it's exactly. like this full circle of you know your inception the love that came before that but everything that you were surrounded by throughout your entire lifetime growing up and then being able to pick right back up in that original place where it got started for your parents uh, during their trip here. I mean, that's, that is, that's just so crazy. Isn't it? Like, it's so crazy beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That would definitely, I mean, kind of, not put pressure in a bad way, but I'd be like, oh, I need to make this happen. Like now this is something that I have to do. 
was that where a lot of the passion for you to enter the wine industry came from? One or? thing I'd have to say I'm thankful for is that my parents always were wanted me to make my own choices. So when mm. I was growing up, I was doing different activities. You know, sometimes I'd be doing ballet. Sometimes I'd be doing horseback riding. I learned how to kayak. I learned how to canoe. So cool. They never were like, you need to do this one thing. They always knew that I liked a lot and that my passions were in a lot of different areas. And that was really nice. So they always sort of snuck wine in put it on the table (laughs) but never were like this is what you have to do you need to do this you know I almost went into food science Mm. yeah I almost went into hospitality so many different avenues so many different avenues so many different avenues but I ultimately found Cal Poly through Google Uh, my mom and I basically realized that wine was what my passion was Mm. and my junior year of high school we had a black sommelier come to my house Wow. And it was really cool to actually see a sommelier in general, yeah. but more so a black, a black sommelier, sommelier was just life-changing. So it was cool to actually see someone who looked like me working 100%. in the industry. I was like, all right, this is awesome. How do I continue my education? So I went and did my four years for college in San Luis Obispo and graduated in 2017 with a wine and viticulture degree with a concentration in wine business. That's amazing. Yeah. All of that is literally just it was phenomenal. Cool. It was really, really cool. Yeah. Including even just, I mean, all of it, but then, you know, when you capitalize on being able to meet a black sommelier while you were in high school, it's like, how many times do we have at the center of so many of our conversations, reasons for why we need to see people who look like us exactly. in these positions, exactly. achieving greatness, because then we too can see ourselves. And can you imagine? Imagine then the path that that changes for a child, for a student. It's just, it opens up your eyes to so many possibilities that are totally for you and that should be for you and that can be for you. And it's just a matter of making sure that the pipeline is set up and and that it's there. Exactly. I do what I do so that future generations don't have it as hard as I did. Because my dad always says in good times and bad times, there's Mm. always wine. Uh, There's Mm. always going to be a job for me. And there's always going to be a job for us. We just have to realize that that it's there and that, you know, we're seen and that we're heard. I growing up in Washington, D.C., I didn't really think about the world of agriculture. I was in very I was very much a city girl. So when I moved out to San Luis Obispo and I really got to see agriculture full circle and like my sophomore year at Cal Poly, I went and worked at an organic pumpkin patch and organic organic apple orchard and helped put together their irrigation systems that they still put in place up until it burned down a few years ago. It was my first introduction to agriculture. And I feel like unless you grow up in agriculture, a lot of black people and a lot of BIPOC people don't know a lot about ag. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was really helpful to be able to go in and be able to see myself. Yeah. hundred percent. Was there any like shock to that though, coming from being a city girl to the ag? Like what was that adjustment? Like I still don't love bugs. (laughs) Does anyone? Yes. Actually that's true. That's true. It's like goosebumps. I love that everyone has their thing. And not Everybody for me, has their thing. <laughs> not for me. I always during harvest, so I put put my harvest mode on, and I'm like, okay, like, you got this. The, bring on the pincer bugs. Yeah. It's like, oh, we'll be bring on the mosquitoes. Bring on the mosquitoes. Bring on the spiders. The place that I that I used to work at, we were very very small production. So when we were going through and doing our destemming. And picking out all the reikis and the stems that we didn't need, my head would literally be in the bin oh. with the with the head flashlight on. Uh-huh. And you know, I, we'd have a little hairnet on, but no, 
grapes and, and, and little creepy crawlies would get in. You know, I'd go to home at the end of the day and like, I'd be, I'd be pick shower out and like, I'd do my thing. <laughs> I just feel these little creatures fall out. Oh my gosh, that would literally freak me out. It was insane. That would freak me out. But on the other side of that, you know, I get to wake up beautiful early mornings before most, you know, most people are awake. Early bird gets the worm. Early bird gets the worm. I get to watch the fog roll in and <sighs> the fog roll out and the sun come up. There's beauty in There's so beauty much of it. it. There's beauty in it that I didn't even realize. Mm. Is that what then like made you push through that? And, and what like ultimately you were just like, okay, yeah, there's some aspects to this that I'm not 100% about. But, you know, <laughs> the counter to that. The pros definitely outweigh the negatives. Exactly. They uh, always do. That's that's incredible. Oh, my gosh. When you were in college then and you shared, you know, that it was not only shocking for you to go from being in the city, but to also going to an agricultural place, Were was there a community around you that looked like you? Was that equally represented or did you also... I haven't been to Cal Poly and I've never been to that school, so I'm not sure what the viticulture program and everything else, you know, is comprised of and whether or not there are a lot of BIPOC students in the wine school out there. San Luis Obispo is very white, (laughs) very white, very white. It's getting better. I feel like every time I go back to San Luis Obispo, there's more and more black and brown people and people of color. And it's beautiful to see when I was in my freshman and sophomore year there. And, you know, all four years, there was a student organization called BSU, Black Student Union. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. I didn't get involved in it. There was an amazing woman who worked at Cal Poly and her her name is Renata. And if she ever tunes into this, I just want to say thank you, Renata, for always sending me the emails, for always sending me the invites. Shout out, Renata. Shout out, Renata. I thought it was like, you know, this like mass generalized email. And she was like sending them directly to me, like come to these events. And I'm like, I get very shy sometimes in new new Mm -hmm. situations. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to go. (laughs) So I didn't really start forming and finding my community probably like my my black and my BIPOC community until probably like the end of my sophomore junior year mm. but my friend my my sophomore year I I made a really great friend and her name is Kaylin she was in my sorority and she was the only other black woman in my sorority it was really really nice to have someone that looked like me and someone I could talk with and then a year a, a year later my little in that sorority was also a black woman one of my two littles my my little Colleen so it was just it was just nice to be able to be feel seen and to be heard absolutely Cal Poly as a whole was extremely white less than a percentage of Cal Poly students are black oh my gosh it's like less it's like 0.6 percent oh my gosh so it was really and they're like a huge school a huge school a huge school one of the best organizations for black students within Cal Poly I believe is called Nesby and that was the National Society of Black Engineers and they had they had great events all the time. I was an engineer, so I didn't really go to those events, but they, they let everybody come. So that was awesome. I was the only black student in my program at Cal Poly for wine and viticulture. Yeah, so I was wow. the only black student in my program at that time. I know currently there is another black student in the program right now. His name is Miles. Mm. He's amazingly talented and gifted and smart and kind. And he's going to be starting an internship at Saxum this harvest. That's amazing. And I'm so excited for him. That's that's fantastic. I wanted to say the F word in between and then realize probably shouldn't. Yes, that's <laughs> what I wanted to make sure. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that is literally fantastic. And I know that 
while that was the experience that you had, as you shared earlier, you're trying to hustle right now, do everything that you can right now so that the next incoming generation has a completely different experience. Exactly. And you've done that through specific projects that you've worked on with a partner of yours to really bring in actual financial dollars and assist people with scholarships and being able to attend a career path in wine and viticulture at Cal Poly. Exactly. So that's insane. It's awesome. That's insanely awesome. Like I just, (laughs) I want people to really conceptualize like someone just feeling so passionate and just knowing in the bottom of their heart, like this is not how things are supposed to be. And don't tell me that, you know, where do we start or what are we going to do? Put your brain to work. We're smart and capable individuals. A lot of us just aren't willing to put in that work and to do the things that are required. And you were the opposite. You put in that work. And that is why there are so many people who are going to have an abundance amount of opportunities thanks to you and your willingness to just put in the time. Yeah. You are incredible. <laughs> you are incredible. Thank you. Well, how, walk me through what that whole process was like and how that even came to be. So that process goes back even further. My junior year, I went and did a harvest abroad and I went and did a study abroad in Australia. Dope. That's where I realized that I wanted to do wine production. So I came back and did my very first harvest in 2016. As opposed to? As opposed to doing wine business. So more so hospitality. I realized I wanted to do more winemaking. And then in 2019, I went and did a harvest abroad in New Zealand. And when I was in New Zealand, I met my first black friend within the wine industry. So I had started Cal Poly in 2013, and I didn't meet another person who looked like me until 2019. That's wild to so think about. So it was wild. And his name is Marlon, and he's from South Africa. And he's Shout in, out Marlon. Marlon, I love you. And he's from South Africa, and he's in New Zealand right now doing the damn thing. He's an amazing winemaker. Damn. And it's it's amazing. After I graduated from Cal Poly, I really didn't see a lot of people that looked like me. And in 2019, shortly after going and doing my harvest abroad, I signed up for a scholarship for this really great event called Radical Exchange Resistance Served, put together by an amazing hospitality advocate named Ashton Berry. Mm. And she basically re- helped me re-realize my self-worth and realize all the ways in which I've been used and abused within this industry Mm -hmm. and all the ways in which I can show people that I am better Mm -hmm. and I can do better. So that was in 2019. In 2020, Brianna Taylor was murdered and George Floyd was murdered. Mm-hmm. Tony Mc, McDade was murdered, murdered and so many others. My friend Simone Mitchelson and I wrote, wrote a letter and a call to action to our local wine industry in San Luis Obispo and in Paso Robles and in Santa Barbara. And it shook and the industry. It really did. And we wrote it out of so much sadness and so much pain but there was so much joy to see the responses that happened. There was so much joy to see all the donations that were coming in to a local organization to San Luis Obispo called Race Matters Slow. That you two decided to partner together to give those monies to. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. So although I didn't find my community until later in my time in San Luis Obispo, when I did, I fell in hard. Mm. I basically met Courtney Hale, who's the founder of 
race matters slow. And she was always so, so inclusive and so welcoming. She'd invite me to different events as well as her brother, Jonathan. In 2019, I did a spoken word event Mm -hmm. during Black History Month called Belonging. And after that, I, you know, I just felt connected and I got closer and closer to them. So when our call to action happened and we realized we wanted to partner with Race Matters Slow, it was so incredible to see. But we had a lot of doubt. We had a lot of doubt. When we first created the letter, we wanted to spend a thousand dollars. We wanted to ask for a thousand dollars. And donations. And donations. Mm -hmm. And we're like over here doing the math and it's like, well, if 10 people donate 50 bucks, you know, that's a hundred bucks. That's our, that's our, that's, that's, our, our, that's, that's our, our thing. Yeah. People should be wanting to donate more. Mm-hmm. So and there should be more people. There too. should be more people that want to donate, not just 10 people. Everybody should, should care about this. hundred percent. So we upped it to 5,000 and we released it and we woke up the next day and it was at $7,500. Oh my gosh. And in the next 24 hours, in 24 hours. <laughs> and we were like, all right, let's keep going. And the next day it was at $10,000. No limits. And then we made it to 15 K. So 15 K went to race matters slow. Oh my gosh. That is literally amazing. You see what I'm telling you about you having this idea and just being willing to put in the time and the effort and breed real results exactly. that actually make impact in like real change in communities. This is so beautiful. It is. You don't come across people who are willing to do the work and who are just incredible beings like yourself all the time. And I just, I'm like sitting over here, fangirl moment. So many things to my so girl, many Simone, things. because the two of you for putting that together. Yes. So after our call to action, Saman and I finally got to hang out in person for the first time at Juneteenth. Um, Love it. It was my first Wait, time. so you guys didn't like actually no. know each other so in person before this? So we met once for about 10 minutes at a wine event in Santa Barbara for female winemakers in Santa Barbara. She gave me her card. I lost it. <laughs> she reached out to me via DM after George Floyd was murdered and everything literally transpired after that yeah and then on juneteenth we got to hang out with each other in in real time in real life and simon came came to me with this beautiful idea for how can we continue to give back we talked about cal poly cal poly was my alma mater i talked about how isolated i felt when i was there but Mm -hmm. i had great mentors Mm -hmm. i had great mentors like marianne mcgarry wolf who was an incredible professor but more importantly one of my favorite professors there was adrian ferrara she's a professor at cal Polly, as well as she owns a winery with her husband called Clessy, C-L-E-S-I. And I basically reached out to Adrian and we asked how can we how can we create a scholarship program for BIPOC students within agriculture, but specifically within wine and viticulture. Mm-hmm. And over the next few months, we did all the dirty work to get it. We did all the we asked for donations, we we raised money, oh and gosh. now we have a scholarship that's gonna last at least for five more years with full ride scholarship tuitions full ride scholarship tuitions for five years that is incredible it's awesome. all stemming from just an original heartfelt need and desire to be like let's let's raise a thousand dollars and yeah. now we're talking about generational change exactly. about bi- future building future mapping building the cheap. pipeline hell no college is not cheap 
No. Not for one year, let alone for four, let alone. And then to also sustain that for the next five years. And a lot of black communities don't talk about finance. Like I know myself and my family, we really didn't talk about finances. My dad taught me one very important thing is don't get a credit card. Yeah. Didn't get a credit card until after, after, after college, you know, wait to get a credit card for as long as possible. You know, you need your credit. Anywho, but I'm like, I wish I had known more about finances. I wish I had known more about loans and more about scholarships Mm -hmm. and more about all of that. All of that. No, So it'll be nice to be able to send it forward. Absolutely. And I think that's, again, you know, we keep talking about this reoccurring theme of like a virtuous circle of how it's all coming together. But that's like the thing that's the most beautiful to me is when you can see how one thing ends up affecting another and it's just brought back and that karmic energy is literally received by someone else. And you can see, you know, your actions being put into play. And it's like this overwhelming, joyous feeling. It is. It truly is. And through this scholarship, Simone and I were able to connect with Miles. Like, I didn't, I didn't know who Miles was before reaching out to Adrian. And now Miles has a friend. I have a friend. Simon has a friend. Mm-hmm. And we feel seen and we feel heard and we can talk to each other about yeah. things. Yeah. And if he has questions and he literally has two people that he knows he can count on to say, hey, I'm encountering the situation. How did you navigate it? Or what did you do? Or like, what piece of advice can you give me? Because yes. Lord knows how many times yes. we probably wanted to shout that out and look to our corners and be like, who can I go to for this? And there wasn't anyone there. Yes. Not because maybe people didn't care, but because you didn't see anybody who looked like you that you could say, oh, yeah, you would maybe even a little bit get where I'm coming from right now. Exactly. Because why code switch when you can have real conversations? Mm -hmm. For you, what was then knowing now that you can give back in this way? I'm assuming that being able to create opportunities like this, there's obviously going to be overwhelming joy. What were some of the other emotions that you were feeling at the time as all of this was happening, knowing that so much of this was fueled from hurt and sadness and, you know, anger and everything else that was just happening. 2020 was not an easy year by any means for multiple reasons. And easy doesn't even begin to scratch the surface as an appropriate word that should be utilized there. It was really hard to see so many positive reactions to all to our words and to our thoughts it was exciting because people were listening to us and it was exciting because our words are important and but we wrote this letter because a a man was murdered Mm -hmm. we wrote this we wrote this letter because police are killing people and killing black people killing black people killing black people and everybody was like, oh, you've done this thing. We're so proud of you. Let us, let us, you know, let us ride right, on you this check, wave. Yeah. Let me ride on this wave with you. But it's like, you're not riding on this wave with me. You're not putting this work into this wave. You're not building this wave. Mm-hmm. You're not building actual change. You're leeching on. This last year, Simon and I definitely have dealt with, with protecting our energies mm-hmm. and giving our energies to, to the people that, that appreciate it. Yeah. And that also have goodness and and light and hope and wants and dreams to put into it as well and that's important because otherwise you, you're going to be burnt out and you also yeah, never know what other intentions someone might have that out this year <laughs> <laughs> and i and i'm not surprised as to why you'd be feeling like that there are a whole lot of changes that have been coming i mean for another you know you completely uprooted yourself and moved to napa valley you know and 
are now doing incredible things here with Height Cellar. So yeah. it's just like there's a lot. And that's the other crazy, beautiful side that I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this woman is amazing. I'm like, she's doing all of this while she's also continuing to build upon the other. And it's like you haven't just this wasn't a moment in time. This is a sustainable exactly. model that is going to be created because it's important that there's that generational pipeline that's created. Don't just love us now, love us always. 100%. 100%. What excites you the most for what's to come next, given that you are receiving so many people who are wanting to pick your brain, say how they can support, like, or just the, where the wine industry is headed, knowing that you're starting to meet and connect with so many other beautiful people of color in this industry. As overwhelmed as I get, I am so thankful for all the people that have reached out to me. And I want to say for all the people that I haven't re- reached back out to, I love you. <laughs> Reach out to me again. I'm a little flaky, but I love you. I promise. She's also a very busy woman. So let's show her some grace. <laughs> I'm really excited for my future. I want to definitely say don't stay places where you're tolerated. Stay places where love and appreciate you and mm. want to grow with you. I'm really I'm really excited for this next step in my in my journey. I have the Roots Fund to thank for being up here in Napa Valley. Um, I reached out to them after doing an amazing mentorship program through this group called Batonage Forum. Mm. And one of my mentors was uh, is a really cool lady named Megan Zobeck. Shout out to Megan. And Megan works at Burgess Cellars. She's their head winemaker. And she just was telling me about knowing your potential and, you know, always making sure to continue growing, to continue climbing, to continue sharpening all your skills. And I told her that I wanted to work somewhere that was a little bit larger production. You know, most of the places that I've worked are smaller. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be able to see what a larger facility is like. Yeah. And not only that, the larger facility that I'm at has a ton of black people that work there and a ton of and a ton of people of color that work there. And it's really cool to see. hundred um, percent. When I like the first week I was here in Napa, I was just walking around the street and I was like, there's so many more black people. Like there's so many more people of color. This is so beautiful to see. So it's been a really great change. I'm really thankful for it. And it's also cool to be able to work with such a large team. It's not like a massive team by any means, but it's really, it's been really interesting going from teams of like maybe one or two to three or four to Mm -hmm. working with five or six different people and learning from all the different ways in which, which they process their, their day-to-day jobs. Yeah. I love all of that. (laughs) And I'm so glad that not only did you go through the Batonage forum and get mentorship through there. Not only did you connect with Megan, but that you shot your shot and you were like, yeah. Hey, like what, like how can I be a part of the Napa Valley wine industry? How can I get there? And if that was through the roots fund, then, you know, this is why organizations like the roots fund. This is why organizations like the Hugh society. This is why organizations that exist that are already doing the work, wine unify, why they're so important to financially support, but also to figure out what are other ways that I can get involved. Maybe you yourself could also be a mentor or can provide something, but you know, the only thing that takes you from point A to point B is just you putting it into action and we, we've seen what happens when something is put into action. Beautiful, beautiful things are created like you have created. And I know you, you know, it, it's not just that you, you continuously are thinking of the next thing. And I'm so curious to know if there are any other projects that you have coming up that are going to be like things that people should get all over mm. if we're allowed to talk about that. 
Well, I cannot be on this on this fantastic discussion without talking about Natural Action. Hey. Uh, Natural Action is a really great wine club that was founded by my friends and myself, my friend Simone, my friend Taryn, my friend Khalil, my friend Eric, my friend Cameron, my friend Marlene, and my friend Katie as well. I said everybody. <laughs> She's like, hold on, we got to check real quick. Everyone's accounted for. Yep. We good. We good. So I'm surrounded by amazing people. I'm the only one based in Napa now. Most everybody else is based out of Los Angeles or okay. in Santa Barbara County. Southern California. Southern California represent. Natural Action is a nonprofit wine club and we do all 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 native native ferments. Wow. So we basically partner with different wineries all throughout the US. And each quarter we have four different wineries give us a different bottle. So the club only holds about 300 people. We are currently full, but you can join our wait list. Hey, um, I love to hear it. <laughs> our very first shipment uh, was a few months ago, and it turned out beautifully. We partnered with Amplify Wines, with Scar of the Sea, with Soul Miner, as well as with Good Boy Wines. Can't tell you everybody no, that's going to okay. be tuning in for the next shipment, but my wine will be released in it. Oh, my um, god! It's a really beautiful red blend, and that's all I'll give you. My friend Jasmine, she's based out of Monterey, as well as uh, New York. She goes back and forth. She helped do my small design on the back. So that's wow. awesome. Natural Action is also partnered with the Kinsey Collection, which is an amazing African-American art and art and history museum that dates back to like 1800s, 1500s, one of the two. But they they just have such amazing artwork there. And each shipment, we feature different pieces of artwork from that collection, as well as over the next few shipments, we'll also be introducing new and upcoming black artists as well oh my gosh so that is amazing this, this this is it's a really great opportunity and all the wineries that we're partnering with as well are sustainable not only in their winemaking practices but also in their practices towards their employees towards their towards their vineyard workers towards their cellar workers versus towards their hospitality workers so we're we're making sure to make everything as sustainable and as as um symbiotic as symbiotic as possible that is so incredible i'm just like that is so much work yeah. to just also checks and balances make sure everything is crossing the list and exactly as you want it to be yes. and this is on top of you already having a paid career job that you're carving out on top of also you making your own wine on top of and let me keep going with the list and the list <laughs> and the list i'm speechless me too I'm speechless. How did all of you even come together to form something so powerful and dynamic like that? Saman and I came together via the letter. Cameron and Marlene, who own Amplify Wines, they also live in Santa Barbara County. And I've actually known them since my very first harvest in 2016. Mm. Uh, they've, they're have they amazing winemakers, and they really introduced me to the world of natural wine before I even really had it in my mind what that was. Mm -hmm. And then over these last few years, I've definitely... Fall, fallen more and more in love with natural wines and they've always been there and then after the call to action they reached out to us and we're like Saman, Justin, we have some really great friends down in Los Angeles their names are Khalil, their names are Taryn their names are Eric um, and we'd like, to, we'd like to put something together, something beautiful and over the course of the next few months and you know up until today we've been making beautiful beautiful music. Wow, I love that 
again, the virtuous circle with just, you know, knowing someone back at a certain point, them being looped in totally invested in just making sure that this, this is here to stay. Exactly. This is here to stay. This is strong. This is solidified. People of color will be seen. Exactly. We will do good when it comes to creating services, when it comes to creating community. We'll make sure everything is in good practice from top down leadership, everything in between. I yeah. mean, uh, it takes a lot of energy to, to, to do that and to do it right and to do it well. Exactly. Um, cause there's a lot of corners that can be cut into, or, you know, moments where sometimes you'll be like, Oh, well, you know, we'll just let that one slip through the cracks because people get excited too. It's just about like launching a product or being able to do like the next big best thing. But when you do them right, and when you do them in a way that's thoughtful and mm-hmm. purposeful with passion, with a mission, with a vision and with heart, like only magic can happen there. Exactly. And I did have to mention that um, Khalil's family owns the Kinsey collection. So it's Khalil Kinsey and his, and his parents. And it's amazing. Then that's even more amazing. Again, community building, right? Knowing community people. Building. It's just, this is literally what it's all about. And at the end of the day, it's going to take that community. It's going to take everybody putting in the work to make sure that we see a world that equally reflects us as much as, you know, values and appreciates everybody. Exactly. You mentioned you're going to be featuring your own wine. I'm just like, okay, so we've been working on a wine on the side. It's a special release, and you can only get it through the wine club. And you can only get it through the wine club. Oh, you've got everybody itching now to be like, how can I have access to this wine club? I have another project that's in the works as well, uh, but I can't talk about that. That's okay. That's okay. We'll just have to bring you on the mic for for another session to talk about that. <laughs> uh, but I, um, I'll be done with my student loans in 2023. And after that, I definitely will start thinking more so of a wine brand but i feel like not enough people know it and i'm gonna say it wine making is expensive owning your own business is expensive hell yes and i need to be like financially set for success to do that i just go into it a hundred a hundred percent i feel you on that and you know what it's not about rushing the time right it's about your building blocks and paving that path for yourself and you've already paved a path for yourself you're not only paving a a continuous path for you but for so many other people around you you should feel so proud of yourself i am so grateful to even be able to sit on this mic with you justin tribute for those of you who just you need to just drill that into your brain because just incredible things are going to be coming from this and amazing soul um yeah it's with your wine is that then the ultimate goal then to eventually own your own wine brand, be your own winemaker, be your own lady boss. Yeah. <laughs> Here yeah. in Napa or, or do you want to go elsewhere? Napa's expensive. I don't really know where I'd like to be. I love San Luis Obispo and Paso Robles in Santa Barbara County. I've lived abroad a, f- a few times. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I wanted to be. I would... I can totally see myself being back in San Luis Obispo and in the future, but I can also see myself moving to Oregon or moving back down to New Zealand or maybe going back to Australia, just wherever I feel safe and where I have community. But I know I always, I always do. I always find people that love me, which is nice. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. You're, you're very easy to love, (laughs) very easy to love, a very kind soul and just someone who is so genuine at the end of the day, it is, it is, I, I can't stop saying it. It's just such an honor and privilege to know you. You too. <laughs> 
How do people stay connected with you? Follow along? How do they support? So... First things first, follow Natural Action Wine Club, Natural Action WC. Second thing, follow me on my Instagram, jmedici320. It's from high school. <laughs> I took AP Art History, and I learned about the Medici family. And apparently there was a black Medici. So I'm like, you know, a patron of the arts, a patron of wine. I talk about Lord of the Rings on my page. I'm into horror movies. I have pet rats. Love I'll it. I'll respond usually. I've met Sometimes your pet rats. I don't. They're so sweet. <laughs> my girls. Also, follow Hue Society if you do not already. Follow The Roots Fund. Follow Black Wine Professionals. Follow um, African American Association of African American Vintners. Also, make sure to follow The Collectress. Make sure to follow Julia Coney and so many other people. I love that plug. Love that plug. Amazing. Make sure you are following all those people. Make sure more than anything, you are 100% staying up to date with Natural Action Wine Club, as Justin mentioned, and that you follow along her journeys and and that you continue to have conversations around why it's so important to make sure that diversity is accurately represented in the wine industry, the arts industry, the culinary industry, because Lord knows we are the backbone. We're just not always visibly up at the front. And uh, we got to change all of that so we can keep the future generations rolling through. Yep. And remember, tipping is a byproduct of slavery. So make sure to tip your people. And put tax on it, too. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Cheers, my friend. Justin Treview, such a pleasure. Yeah. I am so happy you were here. Thank you. Salud. Big sip.